Hey everybody, welcome to the House of Kraus. I'm Richard Kraus, your host. There's ice in the freezer, there's Kool-Aid on the counter, the air conditioning is pumping. So come on in and uh, enjoy a House of Kraus theme day. I guess the, the theme would be superheroes. We have two actors best known for playing superheroes on the big screen. Hugh Jackman is here. Hugh Jackman is known for a wide variety of things. He's a Tony Award winner. Uh, he's made movies like The Prestige, Australia, goes on and on and on. But he's probably best known for playing Wolverine in the X-Men series. Mark Ruffalo, also here. Mark Ruffalo, uh, now known as the Hulk in the Avengers series. Although, uh, he's an actor who made his way through independent and smaller films, playing best on a small canvas and character-driven films and has always done spectacularly interesting work. And that's something that he brings to the Hulk. There's, a, there's an interesting performance underneath all that CG, and we talk about that a little bit later on. First up, though, is Hugh Jackman. Now, this interview was recorded at the House of Kraus the day after I had hosted the Canadian premiere of a movie called Real Steel with Hugh Jackman and some of the other actors from the movie. On stage, I call up the actors and I call up his co-star, who is a young guy, a teenager, named Dakota Goya. And as I said the name, I could see in the front row some very excited people, and it's uh, Dakota's family, his mom, dad probably, maybe some aunts and uncles, siblings, and they were very excited to be there and very excited to see their son, their sibling, on stage with Hugh Jackman and everyone else. I thought it was a really lovely moment, so I asked Hugh about it the next day, and that took the conversation away from talking about the movie and into talking about some other stuff that I think you're gonna find really interesting. Hugh Jackman's early years, his insecurities, and how he overcame those. Do you recall back when you're, you know, the first time your family saw you in something or the first, you know, that, that kind of moment that maybe he's having now, is that something you can relate to in any way? Mm. Yeah, I do. Probably the first time I did something my entire family came to was when I was in London doing Oklahoma at the National Theatre. And probably for me at that point, my dreams as an acting student were weirdly around the Royal Shakespeare Company, the National, the English. I held the English standard up to be the pinnacle. And when I was at the National Theatre, uh, I, I was like, wow, that's kind of, that's my dream. I, I I haven't really worked anything else out. It wasn't so much Hollywood. So when my whole family were there, that was that was very, very special for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I know I've certainly had, you know, career disappointments, things. You might have had a movie that you loved that maybe didn't yeah. perform, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, totally. that kind of thing. And, and you have to sit back and there's got to be a moment of self-reflection when you go, why did I love it so much? And yeah. nobody else does or, or, or it didn't get the reaction I thought it would get. And you either choose to move forward mm. or you... you mm you become that guy that we meet at the mm. beginning of the movie. I yes. Yeah. I, you know, for me, I, I had, it was a bit of an accident, but I did a show called The Boy From Oz um, and Peter, I, Allen. Peter Allen. Now, I'd been offered it four years before and it turned it down because I'd made this choice, this strategy to get into film, right? right. Which is what I was, I was always an actor and had somehow got into musicals. Anyway, when I saw the show, I knew it was going to be great, by the way. When I saw the show, it was as I knew, and I felt sick in the stomach because I was like, 
you didn't follow your gut instinct. You know, you thought you were doing the right thing. And, and it was really a difficult night for me, and it stayed with me. When they asked me, I think it was three or four years later, I said yes. I hadn't even told my agent about it. I said, yes, I'm in. And then we opened. We got really bad reviews. I mean, we were killed. We got killed. And there was a real moment of like, will we make it or will we not? Will we survive the winter? Um, It then picked up and actually became a massive hit. And the people who reviewed it badly a year later were reviewing it as this great smash hit. It was kind of interesting. But two things I learned from that. Even after the bad reviews, even after... I, I still knew in my gut that it worked. I was on stage. I... I kind of didn't believe him. I was like, hmm, I think you got it wrong. I, it's your opinion, fine, but I think you got it wrong. And secondly, if we failed, I was okay with it. Right. I have done other things, which obviously I don't want to tell yeah, you yeah, specifically, yeah. Yeah. where I'd been not so sure, maybe I thought it was strategically the right thing, and when it came out, it wasn't what I wanted or what I thought it might have been. Right. It's really hard to live with. It's hard to face yourself in the mirror because you think you did it all for the wrong reason. So that was the turning point for me. From that point on, I mean, I think that we've seen different sides of you, you know, mm. singing, dancing on TV. You were in Toronto for mm. a couple of months doing all that. Mm. And you, you, you seem to have this kind of unique career mm. for me now where you can make the Wolverine movies and then the, in the very next breath do something, you know, all singing, all dancing. I don't know that there's any other career out there like it. It started more as a way to stave off unemployment. I'll be honest, when I came out of drama school, I was like, I'm going to do anything I can, man, just to keep working. And look, you're in Australia, maybe similar here, but probably not because of the proximity to America. But in Australia, they probably make, at best, 15 movies a year. You cannot... If you do one, if you do two a year, you're like the biggest working actor in Australia. Right. And the budgets are probably small. Of course, know, there's okay. no living to be made, yeah. really. You cannot say, I'm going to be film actor. I'm not doing TV. Yeah. I'm not going to do theatre or this or that. You've got to do everything. Right. Um, and that's... So I kind of... I had a facility to do a number of different things. So I just kept working at all of them as a way to kind of spread the yeah. <laughs> chances of unemployment, yeah. you know. So... It sort of fell into a strength. It became, I, I didn't really mean it to be that, except that I found a drama school. I was happy and loved that eclecticism and the ability. Like in, in drama school, you do Shakespeare, to movement, to circus skills, to singing all in one morning. Yeah. And I know a lot of people hated it, and, and I've, I reveled in it. I loved it. So that's sort of... It's weird how it's evolved, you know? Have you always been someone who's just jumped in and said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be the guy that does, you know, I'm going to be I've always been the jump in first guy. Uh, There's a number of reasons why. My dad taught me an amazing work ethic. He never took one day off in his life. Now, he had five kids he was bringing up on his own. So, you know, if anyone deserved a day off, it was my old man. (laughs) He never did. He just had that, just keep going, working, work hard. I mean, old school. Like, if you've got a headache, there was no, like, take a headache tablet. It's like, well, why have you got a headache? Get a bit early. You know, it's whatever. So I learned that from him. Also, I think as a kid, being the youngest, you're terrified of missing out on things. Like the whole, your whole life feels like, oh, I'm not allowed to do that, while my brothers are doing for another two years, which is an eternity. So I always wanted to do stuff and not be left out. And I was quite a fearful kid, which I hated. I was scared of the dark. I was scared of heights. I was, 
there was a period of time my mum had left. I was always the first one home. I would not even go into the house until someone else came home. So I would sit out on the stoop, right? You know, and I, I hated it. So I've always had this fear of fear. And if, like a drama school, you know, it's sort of, it's a weird thing to think back now, but it's a pressure kind of situation. People get kicked out of drama school. You're constantly being judged how you're doing. Are you progressing? Are you not? And how you look, I guess, and all that stuff, right? That, not so much. Right. Not a drama school. Not a mine, anyway. But you were constantly being judged. So there were almost every day, all right, let's get up and do this monologue, sing this song, do it in front of everybody. I noticed I was always first. I never wanted to sit there waiting for, and, and I would see some people, they were like, mm, don't pick me first, don't put my, you know, I want to see five, six other people. And I'm not saying that out of courage, it was more like, I hate this feeling, man, fuck it, I'm getting up. I'm just going to get up and I'm going to do it, you know? And, and so I remember one of, the, one of the girls in class said to me, after about a year and a half, I remember Jeanette, she said, you always get up first, like, you know, why don't you let other people get up? I says, anyone can get up. I said, I said, if you want to get up, you put your hand up. I've got no problem. I says, but I'm not going to wait five seconds. I said, because I just want to do stuff. So, and I remember hanging back for a little while. I said, like, all right. So I'd wait five seconds. I'd count to five in my head. All right, all right I'm up. That's it. It was, it was too uncomfortable to sit stewing over that. So anyway, I, I don't think I've told anyone else that. It's interesting. When I started acting, uh, I was the dunce of the class. This is, I went to two drama schools. I did one for a year. I was definitely, I was way too perky. And hey, everyone else had beaten leather jackets, was smoking in every break, seemed to be way more tortured, carried their demons on their face. You know, and I always seemed way too, nah, nah. I just didn't fit in. And every time I did something in class, I could see the teachers rolling their eyes. It was, I wasn't sure what it was. But I was not cutting it, and I never. It was a very lonely feeling, and kind of best thing that could have happened to me because, you know, I saw. Have you seen the Brady Six? Yeah. All right. I watched that the other day, and it really gave me an insight. It's almost like I still feel like I'm 191st pick in the draft. Yeah. F probably from that beginning of drum school, that feeling of, and the way it turned around was I finally stopped caring about what the teachers thought. So I've never forgotten that, but there's always that feeling of like, okay, I've got to work harder than everyone else. It's not like I'm born with, I'm not born Philip Seymour Hoffman. I've got to just work harder. So I'm prepared to do it. Hugh Jackman plays a superhero on screen and off screen as well. Check out a documentary called Ducale's Dream. You can find it on iTunes. And it's the story of Hugh Jackman going to Ethiopia, meeting a coffee farmer named Ducale, and starting a, a company called Laughing Man, a coffee company, to raise awareness about free trade coffee, about ethically sourced coffee, uh, about helping Dukali and uh, his fellow farmers. Uh, it's an interesting documentary and shows, I think, just a little bit of a different side of Hugh Jackman than we typically see in the press. Mark Ruffalo, 
course, he's the Hulk these days, but he's been in uh, films uh, for uh, uh, 20 years, probably, making movies, maybe even a little bit longer. Um, I first really noticed him in a movie called You Can Count on Me, uh, but since then he's made a lot of interesting movies. There's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. For every 13 going on 30 that he's made, there's uh, other films like Reservation Road, Blindness, What Doesn't Kill You, The Brothers Bloom, that have showed uh, the depth and the width of his talent. I wanted to talk to him about being a superhero, and we get to that eventually. We talk about the Hulk, but I wanted to talk to him about the time before he was the Hulk, before he was a well-known actor, when he was bartending. It's something that we share uh, I did it for a long time before the House of Krauss came along. I was a bartender for a very long time. I understand the life, and I understand why people who are interested in the arts, who are actors, who are writers, who are podcasters, take bar jobs because it helps them push through when you're not making any money. He had an interesting take on it. When you were bartending... I bartended forever to yeah. pay my way to get a start doing it. I wrote my first two or three books while I was bartending because yeah. wow, it was, you know. Cool. And you did the same thing, yeah. you know. And I assume that you bartended because you can make pretty good money. And you, if you had to, you got a part or a gig or something, you could leave quickly. It's not a job my that you were so... Your days were free. days were free. Anyone would pick up a shift, yeah. you know. And that's that's me exactly, to, to, to a T. So I'm wondering, like, when you were back then bartending and and you were writing and you were performing on stage and that sort of thing doing do south did you shoot that here do yes. south yeah in yes. toronto yeah yes i stayed in this hotel really yes wow. before it had been you yeah know, before revamped. it was all yeah, like yeah, yeah 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 it was pretty you know yeah. low-end hotel it was in those days yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but um, what would go through you? Like, could you imagine a point when you were, you know, making that Singapore sling for Table Fifty Four yeah. that you'd be sitting here today in what will be the biggest movie of the year, probably so far? I hadn't really thought about that, but uh, was that important to you, buddy? At that point, if I could just pay my parking tickets and yeah. not have to worry about the rent and act, I was. That was already like seemed just too far outside my reach. Yeah. And so the fact that I'm sitting here right now in this movie, it's almost uh, impossible to grasp yeah. how far away that is yeah. from that guy, you know, putting fists through walls, you know, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. covering them with movie posters. <laughs> 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 from that guy to, to, to here has just been a long, long, intense and glorious journey yeah i mean i suppose part of it is that i mean you, you know dreams come true right and it worked out like it worked out for you you get to do you get to do what you want to do but there's something that's really exciting about that moment before all that happens like sometimes now that you know i'm on the other end it's happened you know and then you kind of go you know i kind of like that rush right buddy well i you know i tell the young actors i was like you know I could tell you that you're not going to know what the hell I'm talking about, but you, you know, this is this could be the best time of your life. Yeah. Just how difficult it is, and the camaraderie you have with your mates, and the equanimity between all of you, and the struggle that that's so alive and so has everything ahead of you yeah. is 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 a time that you will remember with a lot of uh, you know sentimentality, but also. Uh, satisfaction you know yeah. and i miss you know there is that thing of like missing the days when you're 
just struggling and it's all without outside your reach yeah. you know but it's but it's close it's, it's close yes closer, yeah. yeah and there was a moment you know you do a play and it's a hit yeah you know like doing my first off-broadway play which was a hit and the, have the new york times writing about it it was like oh, it was so magical it was yeah. so but this has a little bit of that feeling this, yeah, that yeah. magic surrounding it you know when I first heard that you were cast in this, I was like, I don't know if this is exactly his thing. Yeah, you know? a lot of people felt that way. Yeah, and, and there were a couple of reasons, and, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out the way to phrase this question, but I know you moved your family out of Los Angeles, and you moved to upstate New York. You wanted to get away from that whole thing. And then, I thought it, yeah, and then I thought it was odd, though, to take a movie that's going to give you a different kind of fame. I mean, you're in demand, you're, you're Academy Award nominee, you work with everybody, but this is a different kind of fame again. Yeah. And so what was, the, what was the thought process in terms of accepting this role? You know, sometimes roles reflect where you are in your life in a weird way. And I, I, didn't, I wasn't, this came along. And uh, I tried to talk Joss Whedon out of casting me. <laughs> I tried to come up with every reason why I shouldn't do it. Um, but I was still interested in it. And, I and you know, and, and Robert Downey had kind of recreated the whole genre, I think. And, and he created a space for an actor like me to be in a movie like this, I yeah. thought. But then, you know, thinking about Banner and the Hulk and, and that, you know, what that is and... You know, it's interesting, but, you know, I run away. I'm on the run, like Banner. Mm -hmm. I have this beast that's inside me that is celebrity and fame. Yeah. I'm, I'm shunning it. I'm running away from it. But then I'm, I'm 44 years old. My life is probably more than, well, half over. Uh, and you just get to a point. I have a sense of humor about it now. I accept what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know my shortcomings. I know what my strengths are. I'm, you know, I'm coming to peace with those things. And uh, and there's this thing that I've been on the run from that has a tremendous amount of power. And uh, if it's used right, could actually have a positive effect in the world. Right. In, and do you mean get the kind of movies that you want to make made because yeah. your name will, and, and you, I know you're very political as well. Yes. And, yeah. and reach an audience. And, um, you know, I, I do see, you know, I was taught that this art form was, a, was a teaching tool and, um, and I, and there was a parallel to this tremendous amount of power that, it, that could be very destructive, but at the same time, if, if you can have some mastery over it, right. it could be, also used for the greater good. Right. And so the key is to figure it out and not get sucked into the red carpets and the paparazzi yes. and the champagne and what I don't yes. know whatever else yes. comes along. Yes. With it, right? Well, you know, get sucked into it for a moment, but yeah. then walk away. Right. You know, right. be don't be attached to anything. You right. know. Right. And um, and uh, you know, I as I was working on the part, I was like trying to find. You know, you know the actor's way into it. Like, well, for, as an artist, what is what is it I'm looking for from yeah. this part? You know, and and that and that started to become clear was this idea of this enormous amount of power that can be both destructive and creative. Right. Well, it's interesting because 
I thought that, to back up a little bit, I thought that before I saw the movie. Then I see the movie, and it makes more sense to me now. And because I, I see what you can bring to it, which, and no slight against Eric Bana and Ed Norman, I kind of want to bring them into it so much, but you bring something different to it. You bring the key, I think, that's been missing to the Hulk character uh, the whole time along. I thought the first movie with Eric Bana uh, was too kind of angsty. Second one was too much the other way. And this one, you've, you've found that sweet spot in the middle where you actually care about the character. You, you understand what his dilemma is. And I thought that you're given enough time to, to make it happen. There's a lot of buildup before we see the change, which frankly is what a lot of people want to see. Yeah, exactly. And when it happens, it's really effective. Yes, and know? that's partially because of the technology. Mm -hmm. You know, the one edge that I had that no other actor had is that I could play the part of the Hulk when it right. finally came to that moment. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, people, if they don't think those movies worked, I think it's more because of the Hulk than they do the banners, right. you know, because those guys are great and I think they've done a great job with it. I do see this as just a continuation of the, with where they left off in right. a weird way. It's an older version, a more mature version. He's been on the run longer. He's developed a sense of humor about his yeah. situation. And uh, this kind of feeling of loss, the life he never had, you know. And um, But the Hulk, that was like, uh, <laughs> you know, and if we could just take that and like, really when he gets angry really sense human rage and yeah. and then put some nuances of humor and even tenderness and you know well a lot of it's in the eyes in this yes, character yes and that, that's what i noticed like there's you know the initial thing that he does you think okay there's the power there's the thing that's happening that's really uh that that's really in your face but then you actually look at the face of the character and there's more going on there than i've ever seen in that yes, character before you couldn't do it before yeah you just can't, you know. When I was working, and, and I, I, this is not me. This is this is this is a collaboration between me and, and Mark Shu at ILM. I mean, it really is as much theirs as it is mine. Um, but what they tell you, what the animators told you, as we were going through this process of motion capture, is like what you bring as an actor. We couldn't even imagine. And they're the strangest things, like little ticks, things that things you do with your face that we would never have imagined that make it so much more real and believable. And and that was what, you know, uh, and that's, I think that's really what makes it work is that collaboration. It's yeah. so exciting. I realized, like, this is outrageous. We could do whatever we want. Yeah. There's nothing holding us back now. <laughs> you know, at first I was terrified of the technology, but now I'm like, oh my God, this couple, I mean, we, you could have these incredible collaborations with all these different artists. Mm -hmm. well, and I don't give a shit, you know, yeah. I'm not in it for my own image. I'm, yeah. I'm into the doing, disappearing and doing the work and like you could really disappear. Yeah. And that, was, and then to see it manifested in the Hulk, and I was like, "Yes, this is fucking working. It's so good. It works. It works." You know, all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh my god, we could do so much." Then I'm, you know, yeah, I'm gonna do more now. Let's yeah. do Planet Hulk. Let's just do a whole Hulk movie where it's just Hulk the whole time, and he won't fucking let Banner have his body back. You know, and they're like in this huge, there's this huge existential fight going on between. It's not Banner. It's not the Hulk versus the world. It's Hulk versus Banner, and yeah. Banner versus the Hulk inside of himself. It's kind of like Samuel Beckett and the Hulk sort of it together. It is. <laughs> it can be so cool. That wow. and that anyway. That's the stage that? show. You gotta you workshop that on stage. Great stage show. It'd be a great stage show. 
you've been out doing the promotional circuit, and I'm always kind of interested. That, I mean, we've we've talked a lot of times for different movies over the years. And uh, and I always enjoy talking to you because you actually give an interview. You talk like a real person to people. <laughs> but you've been out doing this a long time now, yeah. for weeks. Yeah. Um, tell me just a little bit about that because it's got, you've got to be asked, I mean, how many times have you been asked, like, what do you like when you get mad? There's got to be yes, questions yeah. that you hear over. over. Yes, the, the, the big one that is, I think was asked the most is what superhero power would you have? Yeah, yeah. And basically, you're like, you get a choice between flying and being invisible. <laughs> <laughs> and then Scarlet, like, added teleporting, right, which I thought right. was a cool one. Yeah. But now mine is, is to be able to turn into anything, right. anything I wanted at any given moment. Right. I could be a river. I could be a cheeseburger <laughs> with that beautiful girl eating me over there. I could be, you know, I could be anything. Um, I, uh, God, that could be really, you yeah, could just yeah. go, you could just get so <laughs> ugly with that. But, um, uh, yeah, that do, was do one those, of the questions. Do those questions put you on this? Like, how do you feel about that? I hate that? the question, like, you know, what, what, do you, what makes you angry? Like, what, what, what do you, uh, you know, why are you like the Hulk? Or, yeah, yeah. Um, that took me a while to... Uh, to get to get down to, yeah. um, you know, what, what you know, th those are the yeah. questions. Um, or what was it like? To, what was it like to turn into the Hulk? Yeah. Like I don't know. <laughs> it's awesome to watch, but if you saw me in my manly attire, my man canceling leotard, right. you'd be like, right. it's embarrassing. Because you're wearing a leotard with little balls on. Yes, right? yeah. painted like a Chinese checkerboard, <laughs> and uh, and the other actors are in their very cool costumes right. and. But the, in, you know, it hasn't, you know, the one, the worst question I got was from the Hollywood Foreign Press, and they asked me what my bowel movements were like, which I just found that incredibly uh, odd, uh, you know, but also not uncharacteristic of the Hollywood Foreign Press. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they are, I, I often host press conferences here for the Toronto Film Festival and that stuff, yes. and you can sort of learn to pick them, and eventually you learn to pick who not to go to, because they're the one that's going to ask the question that rhymes, yes. and they're the one that's going to sing something, and they, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's their own, I don't know whose press conference it is, is it theirs or is it ours? Wow, that is a Hulk-sized podcast, the longest House of Krauss yet. Hope you enjoyed it. Probably, frankly, better than you deserve. But come on back next week. You got to go now, but come on back next week because you never know who'll swing by. Superheroes, your favorite writer, uh, your favorite actor, director. You never know who's going to come by the House of Krauss. My thanks to The Hulk, to Mark Ruffalo, to Wolverine, to Hugh Jackman, and to all of you. Don't let the door hit you on the bum on the way out. 